0: Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. It was uh, about four weeks ago that I was personally convicted that I wasn't teaching and leading us into one of the greatest blessings that I believe that God has for us. And uh, I was believing a lie that that said there was, there's lots of new people showing up to Discovery Church and maybe you're here today and you're new and that's awesome. We're so thankful that you you took time to be here. We believe that this is the best place you can be on a, on a Sunday morning. The local church is the best place you can be on a Sunday morning. And uh, there was a few months that went by that I talked nothing about giving. And uh, I was believing a lie that if the church talks about people's money then people won't return and the truth of the matter is is that God's not after your money and the church is not after your money but God is after our hearts and one of the greatest blessings that will flow out of your life will actually come when we surrender our finances to the lordship of Jesus Christ and it's our responsibility as a church to to lead us in that and we've been in a a mini-series what I call a mini-series um, talking three to four minutes each week about tithing, what the Bible says about it, how it releases a blessing in your life. So we over the past few weeks, and I encourage you if you've missed any of it, to go back and uh, watch it. And this is not a trick for the church to try to get your money. Uh, what we've been praying is that God would just give you a new personal revelation of your finances. Do you actually believe and make steps forward? Do we not just you, we believe and make steps forward, that Jesus is a Lord of every part of our lives, not just a portion of it, but every part of our lives. And we talked about even I, I said this is we don't know what we don't know. Sometimes we actually don't know what the Bible says or we're new to faith or have never been taught or never grew up in a family that actually talked about tithing. So it's my responsibility and Pastor Sean Lee's responsibility to actually lead us in a way that's surrendering our lives completely to Jesus. So we looked at um, what is the tithe. We looked at why do we tithe. Last week we, we looked at what the tithe does for God in bringing him honor. And today I want to look at, just for a few minutes, what does the tithe do for us? And see, 2 Corinthians 9 says that we get to participate in the ministry of giving with a generous heart. And this is what 2 Corinthians actually says. It says, when you do, it says, you will be enriched. Now, hold your horses. We're not about prosperity gospel. But the gospel that's changed my life, the gospel that's changed my life, is a gospel of prosperity. It's not the gospel that I know is not so a Toyota and get a Ferrari. Okay? The gospel that I serve and the gospel that changed my life is that what we have is enough. And when our minds change, enriched is not just getting more. Enriched is understanding that what we have is enough and that God is our provider. But, it, but also, if we think that getting rich is, in, in, is limited to finances, then we're missing out on what the kingdom of heaven says about being rich. It says rich in every way. What, what if that means like every relationship was overflowing? What, what if, if it understood that we have more than enough? What if we had an abundance? We lived in a cycle of abundance, not a cycle of scarcity with our grace and our peace and our forgiveness and our joy. See, you might be able to look inwardly. What what is maybe the, the number one thing that causes you the most stress in your life? If it's money, then we're yet to surrender it to Jesus Christ. Generosity is the avenue of joy for the giver. Generosity. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer then, uh, and, and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase to your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. See, when he, when he increases our resources... It's not for us to have more. It's actually for us to increase generosity in our lives. It says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when, we take our, your, and when we take your gifts to those in need, this is what happens. Those in need begin to thank God. See, what happens when we give is we choose to take our eyes off of ourselves and we be a part of something bigger than ourselves. So a question, just an internal question for us to ask is that, is all the money that we have focused on us? Is our generosity non-existent because everything that comes into our houses, comes into our lives, actually is to pay for our phone bill, our mortgages, our needs, take care of number one, where tithing actually moves eyes off of ourselves and places it on God to do something greater. Um, Practical story of how this took place or a practical story of seeing this happen. A few years ago, I was ministering in a little Alberta town called Chauvin, Alberta. Anybody know where Chauvin is? Anybody? Some, some people? Yeah, some people know where Chauvin is. Great little town. Love it. And we were ministering there, and I was talking to a farmer after, and it was in a season of drought, and if anybody's a farmer, you know drought is not fun. You're trying to figure out how your crop's gonna grow, you're trying to get water, and you, you rely a lot on... Rain to, to grow your crops. I was in Chauvin, Alberta, and it was in a time of a drought. And a farmer was talking to me and he said, I, I'm having the best harvest in my entire life. And he said, Honestly, all the other crops around me, and he had acres and acres of land, all the other crops around me is dry. And when there's a rain cloud in, in the sky, guess where it rains? On my crops. And he's like, as I'm getting more, I'm actually just challenging God, testing God. Where the Bible says test him. And he, he was testing God in his giving and giving more and more and more. And what's God doing? He, God is making it rain upon his crops. God gives seed to the farmer and then bread to eat. Next month, we're actually going to hear of a special project that we get to be a part of for Heart for the House. Heart for the House is one offering that we take up a year that's a sacrificial offering. And this project gets to meet people's needs, spiritual and physical. And what's going to happen is that when we give, there are going to be people in another part of the world that are going to give thanks to God because of our generosity. Because of our generosity. That's what we get to be a part of. When we give, when we tithe, we get to be a part of what God can do. But in return, what happens is he enriches our lives. Not for us to buy Ferraris. Not that it's wrong to have a Ferrari. My little guy's like, I want a Lamborghini when I get older. I was like, bro, it's possible. I don't call my son bro, but um, (laughs) sometimes. But I'm like, we're having these conversations around tithing. I was like, if you get a Ferrari or a Lamborghini and you don't understand what it is to release your finances to God and tithe first, then you're still gonna be living in fear even though you're driving a Lamborghini thinking you don't have enough. The truth of the matter is that fear of finances is too heavy for us to carry alone. It's too heavy for us to carry. Many of you know it. You know the worry that comes around, will I have enough for a mortgage? Will I have enough to pay for school fees? Will I have enough? Will I have enough? Will I have enough? And it keeps you up at night. A way to combat and push back that fear is to begin a tithing journey. And my prayer is not that you would just go and do it because I said, said it's important, that you would get a revelation of it. You would get a revelation of how it radically changes your life. Not that you, you know, start wearing Gucci but God can work through your lives in ways that will transform not just your heart, but other people's hearts. So my question for us, as we talked about it the last few weeks is, what is God telling you? How's the spirit moving in your life? It's up to you to act on it, right? Conviction is a beautiful thing if we act upon it, don't want to live in fear. I don't want you guys living in fear. I want you to have restful nights' sleeps. So I want you to have abundance of peace. I want you to be enriched in every way, in every relationship. If that started, if that enrichment started with our tithe, I wonder if. A lot of us, and when I say us, it's just these are the people in the room that we get the privilege of leading. I want you to have peace. I want you to live in a cycle of abundance. What you have is enough. Whether or not that's a a barista paycheck or a doctor's paycheck or no paycheck. Our Heavenly Father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He can make money come out of the fish's mouth. He provides. Sometimes I think that we feel we are responsible for our provision. We're responsible to live biblically. And here's the truth. We cannot expect expect biblical results living non-biblical ways, right? That's tough. It's tough to hear, but sometimes we want, we want the enrichments, we want the abundance, we want the peace, but we're not willing to live biblically. In order to get biblical results, we have to live according to biblical principles. So let's, let's stand again. I just feel like some of us are probably living in fear this morning, wrapped around finances. And this is not a tactic for the church to get your money. We, if you think that's true, then come and talk to me after. Um, honestly, we would actually rather you go to a different church if you think we're trying to trick, trick to get money. That's that's not our hearts. But we want God to have your complete heart. We actually do this thing here at Discovery Church called a three month tithe challenge, where we we encourage you. We'll stand with you that if you be, if you begin the tithe journey to give ten percent. Um, I have your first, first fruits, Bible talks about first fruits, your first, when you get paid to give 10% to God through the church as an honor to God, as a surrender, to your, surrender of your heart, that if after three months, God doesn't show up, he doesn't do something miraculous, your finances are more chaotic that, uh, then than they are now, we will actually give you all your money back. We will actually stand with you. It's not just, hey, go and do it. We wanna be a part of the fun. Okay, we want to be a part of the, the faith journey. We want to be a part, a part of the, almost part of the struggle, being like, God, does this really work? But, you, but here's the thing, you've got to go for it. You've got to take that step of faith. If you want biblical results, we've got to start living biblically. And the Bible says to honor God with our first fruits. So today, I want to, I want to come back against that fear. You do not li- need to live in that fear. That fear is not for you to carry. That, that provision is for God to carry, he might give us ways to steward it. He might give you abilities, but even the breath that you breathe and the feet that you walk on and the hammers that you swing and the and the dentist tools that you use or the computers that you are, have the ability to use to teach students, all is actually from God. So as, as we've been sharing over the last month and we'll continue to share for a few more weeks, that we believe in this so deeply that if we could just grasp the the, the principle, the live Biblically, with our finances, then we would be able to sleep at night. (laughs) That we'd be able to live in peace. I'm not saying that we're living driving Ferraris, but we'll be able to live in such a way that God, I honored you first. This is not my this is not my problem. This is yours, and you're welcoming me into it. That God's welcoming us into it. You are His son and His daughter and my son and daughter, I will go through anything to make sure that Hudson and Sophia has food on the table, that they're provided, that they're cared for, that they're seen, that they're loved. How much more does our Heavenly Father see us? Today, as we continue to sing, could we sing in such a way that God, God, would you give me a revelation? God, I don't want to live in that fear. I want to live in such a way that you're my firm foundation. You're what I lean on. I don't lean on my job. I don't lean on my skill. God, I lean on you. So Heavenly Father, today, let our hearts be changed. God, that we would have a fresh revelation of a surrendering of our hearts to you. God, it's not about money, it's about our hearts. But God, you say that if we if we surrender. This is part of our lives and we will be enriched in every way. So God, today I pray for the relationships that are broken. God, I pray for the husband and wife that is walking on rocks right now. God, I pray for the family unit that that is broken apart. That God, today would you enrich it. Would you bring it back together for the heart that is not feeling much peace right now. God, I pray that we would be filled with peace. God, for the individual that's having fear around their finances. God, I pray that you would give them a fresh revelation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship again.